Hi, this is Steve Sleeper, producer of the North Omaha History Podcast. It's a volunteer effort, but you can help us meet expenses by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. The list of patrons and the link to Patreon is in the show notes. You can also help by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review. Thanks. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. From the beginning of the community in 1856, there have been countless light, medium, and heavy industries in North Omaha. And Adam's going to talk about those industries, including food production, railroads, vehicle manufacturing, and a whole lot of stuff. Take it away, Adam. The dust hadn't settled from the wagons before people started setting up industry in North Omaha. Steve, it was 1857 when an Englishman came west with his wagon and his uh, equipment to the new area on the west side of the Missouri River that was called the town of Saratoga. Located around 24th and Grand Avenue, Saratoga was a booming little town that had a dozen buildings. There were a blacksmith, a bar, a hotel, and other things coming along. There was a creek running right by the area. And on that creek, right down at 16th and Commercial, he built the very first industry that I can find in that far north area of North Omaha. It was the Saratoga Brewery. And that beer industry took a strong hold in the community, and it kept going for more than 100 years after that. But all throughout the history of North Omaha, Industry is really what gave legs to the growing suburban communities that were throughout the area, as well as the core areas that today are referred to as inner city. But in reality, they are were originally suburbs as well. So many different industries came through the community that it's hard to enumerate and really expand on all of them. But I want to give a taste of what the industry in North Omaha really meant to the community. Now, this is just a sample, Steve. A real deep study needs to be made, and maybe at some point I'll get to the place where I do something more significant. But for now, let's skim across the top of the idea of what industry in North Omaha today is, as well as what it's been for more than 150 years. You know, today when we think of industry in North Omaha, our minds might automatically go down to Pershing Drive. Right there is the Lozier plant, the most infamous and largest employer of people in North Omaha for industry today. But we could also think of the area that's down along Nicholas Street that today is a National Historic District, but used to be one of the biggest industrial areas in all of Omaha, around 14th and Nicholas. Or we might think of the area that's called the North Omaha Bottoms. It's east of North 14th Street, north of Abbott Drive, all the way up to Carter Lake. That area uh, that's an industrial powerhouse today with all kinds of light industries and a few heavy industries. We might think all of those, but you know, we could also think about the area that was along the Beltline Railway. That's right, that old railroad bed that went from Saddle Creek Drive and Dodge Street north up to 40th and Lake, north and east up to 30th and Ames. 
east over to 24th and Boyd Street, south and east down to 14th, and then all the way downtown again through that Nicholas Street Historic District all the way to 15th and Webster. That Beltline Railway path that's there today, no more rail lines, no more path that's designated, but instead, all along it, if you look on Google Earth, you can see light industry lining that entire pathway. So all of this area in North Omaha that was given to industry, that is given to industry today, all came from a place. And that place is North Omaha's industrial past. Starting in 1894, North Omaha was the bed of vehicle production. Well, I guess some other parts in Omaha had it going too. But the fact of the matter is, there were more than six different vehicle-related companies in North Omaha. They included the Stroud Company that was up at 20th and Ames, a large factory where they made road-making machines and farm equipment, including the Little Red Wagon. It was a gigantic wagon that helped make roads back in the 1890s and 1900s. Can you imagine? All that gravel, all that dirt, and the scrapers coming along. Those were invented. And one of the companies that was responsible for inventing them was the Stroud Company based in North Omaha, uh, one of the main industries in the community for more than 30 years. They kept going until 1931 and had a large plant right there at Florence Boulevard and Ames Avenue. Another one of the vehicle industry companies in North Omaha was called the Badger Body and Truck Equipment Company. They were at North 16th and coming right across the street from the Ford Company Truck Factory. Now, that truck factory we'll get to in a second, but Badger Body, they would take the Ford trucks off the line and modify them for all kinds of different purposes. They made them into small school buses. They made them into delivery trucks. So many different things by Badger Body. And Badger actually exists still today. They were started in 1917 at North 16th and coming. Today, they're down in South Omaha somewhere, but they're still going. Now, the Ford Company, we're all familiar with the Ford truck badge. That was actually a huge company in 1916 when they built a truck factory right in Omaha to make their Model T Fords uh, into pickups. That company, uh, Ford, continued to run that factory from 1916 to 1932. Then some other companies took over it. One one point, it was the Tip Top Factory. I'll talk about Tip Top later. But today, it's apartment building. Uh, it's been converted into warehouse lofts right there at 16th and Coming, a legacy of the vehicle industry in North Omaha. But Oliver Farm Equipment Company had a farm equipment manufacturing, including uh, different wagons and tractors uh, right on Florence Boulevard at the Beltline Railway. The building's still standing today. That Oliver Farm Company was there from 1931 to 1956. One of the early companies uh, was called the Douglas Motors Corporation. The Douglas Motors Corporation actually started as a car company down on Farnham. But eventually, they built a factory at 30th and Taylor that was open from 1918 to 1927, almost 10 years, to build farm trucks, big trucks uh, that held different stock and hay and different things and were used all across the United States, built right there in North Omaha. And the last one that I'll mention with regards to truck manufacturing was Wayne Auto Truck and Trailer. Uh, they were at 13th and Nicholas down in the Nicholas Street Historic District from 1945 through 1968. A couple of uh, kind of periphery companies. The Crown Rubber Company was at 18th and Izzard. And the Overland Trail, the Overland Trail Rubber Company was at 30th and Taylor uh, from 1916 to 1934. Both of those companies made tires, the tires that went on cars and trucks uh, in those early years of the auto industry. 
right in North Omaha. We don't think about North Omaha this way, but let me keep going, Steve, because it could blow your mind. Check this out. North Omaha has had a legacy of the food manufacturing industry for a hundred years. A hundred years ago, there was a company that was founded in North Omaha that was called the Uncle Sam Breakfast Food Company. Uncle Sam made a breakfast cereal at 28th and Taylor. There were large there was a large factory there and large granaries uh, that they held their product in and that they held their surplus in in order to make the cereal. And this Uncle Sam cereal was actually used across the United States, sold across the United States, and even in Europe and Canada. Uh, so Uncle Sam cereal, that went all the way back to back in the day. Bakeries were a big part of food manufacturing industry in North Omaha. So many bakeries. I just want to mention the really big ones, though. Aiton Barmelet, the Barmettler Biscuit Company, was they built a large factory at 30th and Taylor Street on the Beltline Railway. That biscuit company eventually became known as U.S. Mills. And the U.S. Mills factory stands today at 30th and Taylor. In its current life, it's part of the Omaha Public Schools surplus school building properties. Uh, and it's been used as a school multiple times when other schools are getting rebuilt. But it had all, all of this industrial purpose for a long time. Another large baking company in North Omaha was the Omar Baking Company. Lots of people have fond memories of this at 45th and Hamilton. The, their large building actually still stands there today. Uh, even though it's used for other purposes, it was very influential for a long time. Lots of large bakeries were scattered around North Omaha and then smaller neighborhood ones as well. But that's not the end of the food manufacturing in North Omaha. Because we also had, way back in the 1890s, the Omaha Alfalfa Milling Company. That's right, it was located down on Abbott Drive in what was called the East Omaha Factory District. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But the Omaha Alfalfa Milling Company was actually renowned as one of the first large-scale milling companies to open in Omaha in the 1890s. The Omaha Hay Company was down there as well, as well as uh, the American Cereal Company. They had milling operations that were down in the East Omaha Factory District. You know, Steve, one of the large food industry company uh, food industry sections that was in North Omaha for a long time was the ice manufacturing industry. Now, that sounds weird to us today. We all have fridges. They make ice. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that for thousands of years, people did not have access to ice in the hot weather. It just wasn't a thing. But at some point uh, in the 1870s, the ice box was invented. It was a lined box that allowed ice to stay solid for a lot longer than it had previously. Before people stored it in different places, they would have an ice house on their uh, backyard or down the street where they could go and buy ice from. All of that ice, as well as eventually what came to our ice boxes in our houses, came from these ice manufacturing companies. And in North Omaha, there were more than a dozen of them. Talbot's Ice House was at the Florence Waterworks, way up in Florence. The Armor Ice House, the Swift Ice House, the Cornish Ice House, the Hammond Ice House, and the Cootie Ice House were all on Carter Lake. Carter Lake was packed with these ice houses. Uh, and then there was also the Lakeside Ice House that was over at 14th and Spalding. But the point is, all of these different ice companies eventually gave way to large um, companies that manufactured ice. Some of those are still working in Omaha today, but really not that popular. But when you go to the store and buy a bag of ice, you're buying it from an ice company. 
There was actually an industry in North Omaha that focused on making ice machines that ground that ice to manufacture it and sell it to those stores. And one of them was on 24th Street. It was called the Baker Ice Machine Company. And it was actually a pretty big operation for a long time. All of these different companies, though, all of these different food companies, they relied on an infrastructure to exist that would haul their industrial product across Omaha, around Nebraska, throughout the Midwest, and across the United States, and even beyond in some cases. And what was that industry, Steve? Well, that industry was actually another one of the largest employers in North Omaha's history. It was the railroads, and the railroads had so much effect in North Omaha. I can't explain it. I can't talk about it enough, except to say that, first, of course, I'm not necessarily a rail fan per se. I love the history of the railroads in North Omaha, but I don't know a lot about them, so I don't want to speak about what I don't know about beyond saying that there were at least eight different railroads that ran through North Omaha at different points. Lots of them were bought and amalgamated and turned consolidated and turned into different companies, but lots of them existed for a long time. We mentioned the Beltline Railway in a previous episode. We unpacked that and talked about it. But it's worth saying that a lot of North Omaha's industry, like I explained at the beginning, was really built around the Beltline Railway. But other railroads had a lot of effect in North Omaha, too. You know, Steve, there were at least... Three roundhouses in North Omaha. Roundhouses were operations where the railroads would bring trains in, fix them, repair them, get them going again, and then send them back out. They would do tune-ups. They would do replacements. They would rebuild engines. The whole nine yards inside of these roundhouses. One, two of them were actually right down in the Sulphur Springs neighborhood next to Carter Lake Shore Drive today where there's uh, kind of an industrial wasteland uh, south of... Cornish Drive, north of Locust Street, in that area, there were two different roundhouses, one for the Omaha Road, one for the Mopac. And both of these were beautiful buildings, built of brick, very industrial, but neat, and and they had these great histories that lasted 50 and 75 years. There was also lots of other infrastructure for the railroads throughout North Omaha, especially the North Omaha Yards. Steve, it's really hard to paint out for people who don't understand the effect of railroads. It's hard to paint out how big the North Omaha Yards actually were. But there was an area north of Cumming Street, south of Lake, between 14th and 11th, where there were at least a dozen different rail lines from east to west, side by side by side by side. And those yards would become filled with trains at different points all the way into the 1950s. Those trains were so powerful. Steam billowing everywhere, the the sound of the machinery just really grinding and everything going right there in the North Omaha Yard. Such a huge infrastructure. Other infrastructure around North Omaha for the railroads included viaducts and bridges and trestles and so much. So the railroads really had a huge impact as an industry across North Omaha, both in terms of serving the community, but serving the industry beyond itself as well. Another big industry in North Omaha was the public transportation industry. Now, it's a little bit hard to think of this this way, but in reality, the buses that we rely on today, the streetcars that used to be relied on, the airplanes that we've relied on for a long time, all of these need places to grow, places to grow and people to serve. North Omaha was a place for a lot of that action for a very long time. The community itself, from all the way down on Dodge Street, all the way north up to Ames Avenue, was packed with different services for streetcars. Of course, there were streetcar lines all across the community, but just in terms of the industry itself, 
there was a huge uh, streetcar shop that was at 26th and Lake for almost 100 years. It was really just torn down a few years ago, five or six years ago now. Um, but it was a big streetcar shop where the industry, the company that was behind a lot of Omaha's streetcar history, it was called the Omaha and Council Bluff Street Railway Company. They had that streetcar shop right there at 26th and Lake for almost 100 years. Uh, and then it became a service station for the city of Omaha and different things like that. But that building was there for a very long time. There was a car barn that was at 20th and Nicholas Street, way down there, uh, that was run by the Omaha Streetcar Company. There was a powerhouse, an electric powerhouse, that powered those first streetcars for the Omaha Streetcar Company at 23rd and Nicholas. These things, Steve, they were industrial places that were filled with all kinds of different dangers that we see today. But back then it was grease and metal and welding and pounding and all kinds of just industrial activity with men who relied on these jobs for their middle-class lifestyles, for their working-class lifestyles. And they were rough and tumble places, but in the reality, they were also the backbone that built the community's economy. The Omaha uh, and Council Bluff Streetcar Railway gave way to what eventually became the Metropolitan Transportation Authority uh, and then and the Metropolitan Area Transportation that today is called MAT. And Metro, uh, they run buses all around the city. Their first large bus barn was right on Cumming Street. And so all of this infrastructure for the public transportation, uh, it might have taken its finest form at Epley Airfield. You know, we love Epley for all of its different reasons today. Sometimes it's because it's so small and intimate. Sometimes it's because it's just big enough to get us where we need to go every time. But back in the olden days, in the 1920s, there was no such thing as an airport in Omaha. Now, sure, planes were landing out at Exarbon, uh, the Exarbon Field, but they also were landing in a little section of land that was expanded out from Carter Lake Park. That's right. The east side of Carter Lake was originally part of Carter Lake Park. The city of Omaha allowed planes to come in and out of there. And in the 1920s, they nominated it turned into an airfield. They noticed that places like Grand Island were getting some of that first transnational air traffic, and Omaha wanted that instead of Grand Island. And so Omaha nominated a building. Now, there was a lot of objection. People wanted the park to be the park and nothing to interrupt with it, and who liked those airplanes anyway? Eventually, though, the city won, and the American Legion took it on themselves to build an airport right there. They built the building, they built the tower, they brought planes in and out. And that American Legion Airport stood for about 20 years until one of the hotel magnates for the city, one of the guys who owned the most land, his name was Gene Epley, donated a million dollars to the airport for improvements. And they built a grand mid-century modern airport with tall ceilings and all kinds of services that had never existed in Omaha before. And that beautiful building took the name of its donor, and today the Epley Airfield continues to grow right now. All of that was part of the public transportation industry. But, Steve, that wasn't the only industry. You know, as that airport grew, it served other industries, just like the railroad had served other industries. And one of the industries that they served were the household products industry. In North Omaha, household products were manufactured from the 1910s all the way through the 70s. And these different companies, they sold things to clients nationwide. They only did this with that airport. Now, sure, before that, there were people in cars, and before that, there were people in wagons, but the reach really extended because of the airport. Companies like the U.S. Brush Company, they made beauty and cleaning products, existed in North Omaha 
from 1916 to 1969, and they relied on the airport to travel their salesmen around the country. Same with the Tiny House Factory. You know, they made cleaning products for houses from 1926 to 1969, right in North Omaha, 14th and Evans. They relied on the airport for their salesmen. The Weaver Press Cloth Company, the Tip Top Products Company, they relied on it for their salesmen to get around. And there were others, too. None as big as what was originally called the Carter White Lead Company. Now, of course, the Carter White Lead Company didn't rely on the airplane. They were really – they only had a factory down in East Omaha from 1889 to 1907. But what Carter White Lead did was eventually introduce Omaha's industrial sector to the world because Carter White Lead began manufacturing a paint towards the end of their existence that was called the Dutch Boy Paint, and that still exists today. You know, other – uh, industries, historic industries in North Omaha included a Sarco, which is right downtown at uh, about 10th and coming and, and kind of that region. It was a very large plant. Uh, they were right on the river, and nobody really thinks of that as North Omaha, but the fact of the matter is they're north of Dodge, so it's part of my work and part of my effort with this little project. But a Sarco was huge and employed a lot of people from 1889 all the way through 1997. And their lead manufacturing operation there was unparalleled in the world. They brought in different uh, minerals and mining product from across the middle of the United States, all the way up in Montana, all the way down in Colorado, all the way down in New Mexico. They brought it to Omaha for manufacturing. A Sarco eventually opened up other plants, but their Omaha plant was the largest for a very long time. The Deep Rock Oil Company, um, Gould Inc., they were battery manufacturers, uh, furniture manufacturers. All different kinds of companies have really existed in Omaha's different industries for a very long time. But two of the most important places in the Omaha's industrial past that I really want to make sure to mention include the uh, Nicholas Street Historical District. Today, Nicholas Street Historical District is part of the National Register of Historic Places, and there are a lot of companies and organizations that are working to revitalize that area and really make it grow and glow again today. But for a long time, it was a hotbed of industrial manufacturing in Omaha that really relied on a bunch of different businesses to bring in industry, grow it out, and make it into a magical thing. Same with the East Omaha Factory District. Now, I mentioned that earlier, and I mentioned it because it had such a huge role in booming Omaha's development, especially that area in East Omaha. There used to be a town around the East Omaha Factory District. That town had 2,500 residents, Steve. It extended all the way back into Epley Airfield. But those residents worked at the factories, and they worked in the other industries that were right there in the East Omaha Factory District. Uh, and it was quite a magical place. You know, the only other place that I would really bring up as being important in that industrial history I'm really making a note of it, is the Trans-Mississippi Exposition of 1898. Now, that wasn't so much a place as it was an event. But that event, for a year, really laid out Omaha, and North Omaha specifically, as an industrial powerhouse. The Manufacturers Building, which was at 19th and Pratt in 1898 for the Trans-Mississippi Expo, was big enough to cover 18 house lots. And it really featured and hosted a grand number of industries to really highlight the power of Nebraska in industrial development. But what it did was grow out a lot of the companies and industries that I just mentioned. And that's a bit of an introduction. Now take that all the way up to the present and back to Lozier and back to the industries that lined the Beltline Railway 
And we can understand that North Omaha wasn't built by good luck. It wasn't built by good fortune. It was built by determination and will. And with the same determination and will, it'll grow again. And that's a little bit on the history of industry in North Omaha. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.